on May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus. Today I'm with the first pick. Rick, we're joined by P.D. Prisco here at the Indianapolis Combine. Some real draft information on the show. (laughs) We're going to learn something here. So we're going to be talking about Caleb Williams and the Bears at the top, what they should do. We know Rick's a big stickler about uh, participating, so the top quarterbacks aren't participating. We'll talk about that as well. But, uh, Rick, before we get going, there's a little thing we'd like to do here. Uh, Tell Pete how many days until the NFL draft. Pete, there are 58 days, although we don't have our sign behind us, until the 2024 NFL draft. Can't wait. So, Pete, I think we asked you this last year, the combine, but let's just for the kids at home. What was your first draft? Covering the draft? Yeah, first year. Um, probably 90. Okay, that's when Rick got started, too. 89. But first time, not the first time I was here. The first time I came here was probably 93, maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, things have changed now, a little bit. The first time I remember the draft. On the radio? 1967, it was on the radio. That's how they announced the picks. It was on a Tuesday. And when I was in college at Arizona State, <laughs> we cut class because it was on a Tuesday and we had breakfast with the draft. It was like it because it was early in the morning. Because remember, it was on a Tuesday back in the day. You don't remember that. No, I, don't, I was way younger than you. Uh-huh. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? You just weren't a football fan. You were probably playing with your G.I. Joes or something. I was I was seven years old figuring out about the draft, and you were playing with G.I. Joes. Rick's talked about this on the podcast before, but his first job here at the Combine in 1990, I believe, he was the basically the bouncer that walked the players uh, from wherever they were in the interview to get to his team. So you had to fight to get the player to the to the team to interview them. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to pick a meathead to do that job, <laughs> so it makes all the sense in the world. I was also the official 10-timer before the electronic clock was invented. <laughs> Bite your tongue. <laughs> so so you would uh, actually have the, the handheld? The 10-yard line? Yeah. All right. That one guy who did it for years, the 40-time, he was a scout for the Steelers. He did it for Mark years. Gorsuch. Mark Gorsuch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did yeah, it for we years. We got promoted to the starter. Yeah, and then you were uh, you were the forty. You were the. 10. I got I got up to the tens, so the twenties, and the forties. Oh, there yeah. you go. And huh? now you're. And now look at you. Now right? look at me. I'm out of a job <laughs> and working. Now you're doing a draft podcast. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Oh, about... I'm a mighty have fallen. <laughs> yeah, we don't like to talk. Don't dwell on it. He, he gets misty eyed and becomes the whole thing. Uh, all right, let's talk about some burning combine questions here. Pete, you're the guest. We'll come to you first. And uh, we were supposed to do a segment on this, but we ran short on time earlier today, so we can talk about it here. What do the Bears do with the number one pick, and what conversations should they be having here in Indianapolis? Second year in a row they have the number one pick, this time because of the Bryce Young trade that you love so much. What should they do? They have Justin Fields one more year. They should explore all options with the pick, all options with Justin Fields, and whatever you feel best about is what you should do. And, and by that I mean I threw out this scenario today. Trade down to two get extra picks, and draft Jaden Daniels. Rick, are you okay with Jaden Daniels at two? And then if you want to get rid of Justin Fields, you get rid of Justin Fields too. No, I'm not okay with Jaden Daniels at two because he's not throwing at the combine. Well, neither is Drake May. But so neither is Caleb Williams. To, so how are you supposed to change your opinion on these guys? Who's changing your opinion? How do you, know it's, how do you know that's not their opinion? I think it's Drake May is the number two quarterback in this draft class. Well, that's class. what you think. 
<laughs> yeah, but what I think. Are you making a pick in this draft? <laughs> Who? You. Yeah, I'm going with Caleb Williams. I think he's a generational quarterback. Yeah. He has an opportunity for the Chicago Bears to have a quarterback for the next four years at $45 million total. Instead, if you keep a if you keep uh, Justin Fields, you're going to have to give him a contract no, no, extension. I, I get at, that. I get that. But in my scenario, they're not keeping Justin Fields. We all agree on that part. We all actually the the not to spoil right. the. In my scenario, you trade down and still get rid of Justin Fields, but you draft Jaden Daniels. And yeah, but if, if Ryan Poles is saying that I want a king's ransom, who's going to give a king's ransom? Well. Okay, you have Cliff Kingsbury in Washington. Well, how do you know if he likes him or not likes him? He coached him. If he's what you think he is, he better like him. Well, I don't know if he likes him or not. Okay, well, you think he's the next Patrick Mahomes you've called him, haven't you? I've called him a lot of things. Well, but I mean, the, the, <laughs> better than Andrew Luck is uh -huh. one of the things. Better than Andrew Luck. That's I did think that coming out, yes. And you still believe that? Yes, I do. Oh, I don't. I don't at all. You've uh, got to learn the game. Let no. me ask you this, though. You guys have enamored with him way too much, just like you were you last need, year with a certain other that number quarterback, one pick. Pete. Right? Huh? You can't win without a quarterback. Oh, I agree with that one. Okay, so you, you got to roll the dice on that. Okay, but if you move down and get extra picks, you take Jaden Daniels. No, that's an ideal scenario. I'm not going to argue with that. Right. You would but, do that. Yeah, but if I... Because there's not in, that much difference between the two of them. Well, if I think there is, then just take the guy and yeah. go. Okay, but if you think he's Patrick Mahomes, then you take him. If you think he's going to be a really good quarterback and there's a chance Jaden Daniels can be a really good quarterback and you think they're both close, you take the picks and you move down. If someone's take, willing to trade. Yeah, they're, they're, there's going to be a ton of guys, right? No, yeah. you don't know that. Possibly Washington. If you well, possibly, could do that. yeah. Possibly New England, possibly Atlanta, possibly anybody else. Minnesota, Denver. But yeah. if you move down Las to Vegas. Atlanta spot, you're not getting Jaden Daniels. No, you're not. If you get to if you go to Washington spot and they want Caleb Williams, you get Jaden Daniels. So you you talk about Atlanta. Let me ask you this, Atlanta. Why do you hate that scenario? It's a it's a great trade for the Bears because you're playing fantasy land football. Well, that's and what, that's, that's the, what you think a mock draft and speculation is. It's it is all a mock yeah, draft. It's just speculation, but it's not reality. Okay, right. what's reality? Reality is take Caleb Williams, move on with your life. <laughs> all right, let me ask you this, uh, Pete, because Rick and I have talked this to death. You mentioned the Falcons at eight. If you're Ryan Poles and you are moving on from Justin Fields, what is the best landing spot? It sounds like the Steelers aren't interested. They should be, in my mind, for Justin for Justin Fields. But it's Pittsburgh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Why is that better than Pittsburgh? Well, Atlanta's the best. Well, it's best for the kid too. He's from Atlanta area. I think it would make I mean, sense. That for I mean, that's I, they have a they have a lot of talent on that team. I mean, look, the Steelers have some talent too. They have some offensive talent. You have the running back who they drafted too high, but you still have oh, them. Geez. You have the uh, young wide receiver. You have a tight end who hasn't produced like you thought he would. Top ten tight end. So there is talent there. So I think that's a good spot for him. And you can go in and play indoors most of your games, all your home games. Plus New Orleans, so be faster on that. He'd be yeah, faster. And you imagine him, good. yeah, in that division, and with his speed and playing indoors. And I do think he's one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL. What do you get for him? I think you get Two a second a plus. Okay, so if you make that deal, yep. and you make the other deal that I talked about, and you get Jaden Daniels, now you have all those picks to build around. And you still and have, you have the pick number nine. nine. Yeah. What? You, Rick, like, you like me being the general manager. He likes my idea. He's coming around on it, but he's yes, no, I'm not. Yes, he is. You know what it is? You know what it is? He didn't think about it, so he's not going to give me credit for it. It's no, a, I've never done a trade in my entire life as well, a general manager. Well, you did. Howie Roseman was here, and he fleeced you once before. He probably fleeced you. He probably took your shoes today. You know what the Vikings fans just say about Rick? Tell him about your mom and 
Yeah, if my if I can get a seventh round pick for my mom, I would trade it her. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you got someone who can play, maybe you would have. The COVID draft, you had like fifty picks, right? You had a ton of picks. Yeah, but there was you're, a reason for that. But I get it. Uh, but you had a ton of picks. Your mom's a good cook. You don't trade her. Yeah. Well, everything's up. <laughs> everything's on the table. Everything's on everything's the table. On the table. <laughs> All right, uh, Rick. I'll start with you because this is your bread and butter. I don't know why you're so gung ho. I do know why, but just for the sake of, sake of conversation. Uh, no Caleb throwing, no uh, Drake May throwing, no Jaden Daniels throwing. Bryce didn't throw last year. CJ did. It didn't matter in terms, I don't think, at the end of the day, how, whether they were good or not, but you are gung-ho on guys competing when the ball is rolled out. Yeah, and I still am. And I still think, especially if Drake May and uh, Jalen Daniels is so close, why wouldn't you come out here and compete and throw the ball? I don't care if they're not accurate. That's not the biggest thing. The biggest thing is you get an opportunity to be in front of all 32 general managers on national TV, a lot of head coaches, not all the head coaches are here, but all the head coaches that need a quarterback are probably more than likely here. And you get to see them take dropbacks. You get to see them work play action. You get to see their release. You get to see how quickly and how smoothly the ball comes out of their hands. And it's different when you see it live and then when you see it uh, on just on tape. Okay. All right, I'm going to play the other side of that. Okay. Okay, because I think Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams, with the, particularly with the big arm, should throw here, but it's not going to hurt them if they don't. And, okay, and you say it could help them. Okay, let's just say for the argument, J.J. McCarthy will throw here and throws as well as anybody's ever thrown here. Is he going ahead of those guys? I, he's going to move up in the draft. Is he going ahead of those I guys? I don't know that. You don't know that until <laughs> yes, draft day. You no, you don't okay. know that. And, and Rick Spielman's stacked board. He's behind him. He's my quarterback okay, number if four. If he throws great here, where's right. he going on your board? Maybe in the top ten. But no, in your quarterback stacked board, he's number four, right? He's number four. Okay, if he throws unreal here, where does he go? He will still probably be number four. So then it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does matter. It doesn't matter. matter. It I'm doesn't matter. About, yeah, it does matter. I rest my case, <laughs> No, it counselor. doesn't because – Matlock. <laughs> Daniels, <laughs> did he play in the bowl game? No. no. Smart. <clears throat> Smart Did he man. play at the senior bowl, throw down there? No. <clears throat> Why wouldn't you try to jump? Caleb Williams didn't Drake play in May. his bowl game, and he didn't play in a senior bowl either. I know. Those are all X's <laughs> in my <laughs> opinion. So you're not pinging him, but you're ping I'm pinging I'm pinging them all okay. for not competing. Hey, Rick, let me ask you this, though, and this is not on the rundown, but I think it's worth talking about. Marvin Harrison isn't here working out. I think he'll meet with teams. He's not even going to do the pro day. He's special. I think you call him a unicorn. Uh, in terms of being uh, one of the best wide receivers coming out we've seen in a long time. Does any of that bother you? Here? He's not, not doing a pro day either, it sounds like. Mark. Yeah, well, we saw him at pro day last year. but That was it? Is, you had to, go, you had to yeah, make it to yeah, last year's yeah, pro yeah. day. But the thing that disappoints me is, especially the receiver, you'd hope at least you go out there and run a 40. But it seems more and more these kids are working. <laughs> the thing that bothers me is you got an opportunity to go out and showcase yourself, and you keep turning it down time after time after time why do you don't you know so if you don't want to play on sunday or you want to turn down because hey it's the end of my contract i don't want to go play because uh, i don't want to get hurt i don't want to play in a bowl game because i don't want to get hurt where's the where is so not running a 40 is the same as not playing in an nfl game yeah to me let me ask you the pete persco question where are you taking marvin harrison jr if you're picking second and you need a wide receiver well, no, I'm taking Marvin Harrison <laughs> off the board. Then. So it doesn't matter. It does. It doesn't matter. The tape matters. The, whether you play the game matters. It, it, it does, but it, it, it has a bad taste okay. in my mouth. If Marvin Harrison went at his pro day, 
runs four six five. Okay. Yeah, Let's just you, say for the sake he won't, but he did. Do you drop him down? Yes. I, I would take neighbors in ahead of you. Wouldn't him. Take him number, you wouldn't take him second overall? No, I would take neighbors. Well, let, okay. let me ask you this, Rick, before we take a break. You so say that. Does he play fast? Yes. Marvin Harrison? Yes, he does. Okay, so then you put Jerry Rice ran 4 6. Yeah, no, he's in the Hall of Fame. Right. Did. So nobody, and like Jerry Rice, I once said that to Jerry Rice. I go, You ran 4 6. He goes, Did anybody ever catch me from behind? I said, No. Right. And you know what we talked a lot about in the fall, Pete, is making sure we don't make the same mistakes we made last year with Brian Branch. You ran a 4 5 8. He should have been a first rounder. He plays faster than that. So, Rick, you're going back on your word. No, I'm not. All I'm just saying <laughs> is that just compete. You get an opportunity okay. to show your case. Yeah. Go out and showcase but yourself. But not in a bowl game because don't risk your no, money in a bowl uh, game. Neighbors did. Huh? And you like neighbors. I do like neighbors. He played he in a bowl played. game. He shouldn't have played. He should have played. He should not have played. What? Because why you, do you risk your money? Why don't you like competitors? I like competitors. That's not being competitive and being stupid is dumb. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's not. You All know right, what that well, is? Uh, That's from the meathead manual, by the way. We'll be competitive. <laughs> That's right. We can sit here and do the rest of the podcast on guys shouldn't shouldn't work out. I'm not changing my mind. Yeah, I know you're not. You're healthy. Work out. Okay. All right. Rick has spoken. All right, Pete. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We'll talk about which under-the-radar prospects we're most excited to see this week once the players finally get on the field. Those who choose to participate, Rick, right after this. Fine young men, we're back. Under-the-radar prospects who could burst under the scene this, re uh, this week. And um, Rick Pete's guy is a smaller wide receiver. And last year at the Senior Bowl, we had some smaller wide receivers. Had really good weeks. Tank Dell. Um, who else was there that had good weeks there? Not, not his guy, but he didn't have a great week. But he oh, had a good yeah. the, the Demario Douglas. Demario Douglas, Douglas, Douglas had a good year. By the Patriots, by the Patriots had a good year. And he's hurt all the time. He wasn't hurt. He was. He was one of the better He's still one of the better receivers. Was, they didn't have any. Well, he, that's uh, true, uh, you didn't this like year, him. I didn't. <laughs> Tulane's uh, Jaquan Jackson was there. Returner, uh, fantastic returner. But I thought I thought he had a good week. He's not quite Tank Dell. I think, Pete, you're higher on him than maybe I am, but I think he has a chance to be a late day two. That's too rich for you, probably. Yeah, he's a Saturday guy all the way. <laughs> no, he might be a late. He might be a. Uh, no, he's, he's a Saturday he guy early, all the way. Early. No, he's not. Early he's third. Not. Early day three. He might be early third round. No, third round. Yeah. No, he's not going till Saturday. I don't think he's as good as Tank Dell coming out. Do you I'll agree guarantee with that? he doesn't go till Saturday. Well, that's but fine. But he's a good player, though. He's that's a good fine. player, but he's that's not fine. going until Saturday. What, we'll see what he runs here. Okay. We'll that's see what the thing. He runs, if he runs, and Rick, you'll admit there's been a movement away from getting these guys on day three, and now they're sneaking into day two. Right. Smaller receivers. But he's not tanked out. Okay, I agree with that. So, And he's going to go on Saturday. Now, he may be a good slot receiver. I, he's going to be a good slot receiver. Yeah, that's what he's and I be. recognize he does have speed. He's not tanked he's out fast. Too, yeah, but he's not going to go until Saturday. I think he, he might end up going to the back end of the third round. Well, okay, the, the bigger question beyond that, is he productive in year one, two, three? He'll help a team in okay. a role. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Help a team in a role. I don't think you'd be any more vague if, if uh, I asked you to. He will help a team. In a role. He won't be a starter. I think he'll be a starting slot receiver. Returner QB. At some point uh, during the season. Returner wide receiver four. Yes. That, okay. That's a role. And, be, and then he'll be wide receiver and three by the And you can play a lot as a wide receiver four. Depending and he'll on be wide receiver three by the end of the year. Okay, there you go. Mark it down, Debo. Rick, you're going. I mean, you're, you're going to the well with this guy, Austin Booker. You love, uh, you love him almost as much as JJ McCarthy, the edge rusher out of Kansas. Yeah, no, I didn't know what to expect until I saw him live down at the Senior Bowl. When you watch him on tape, I love his athleticism. I love his length. He reminded me a lot of DJ Wanham when we drafted him out of South Carolina. Plays hard, has no idea technically what to do versus the run yet. 
still learning how to rush the passer, but when you see this long athletic kid show up down at the Senior Bowl and be able to rush the passer the way he rushes, he has natural bend, he can get to the quarterback. Some defensive line coach is going to fall in love with all these athletic traits, with all these physical traits, and I think he's going to run fast that he's got a bright future. And we took a lot of swings on guys that weren't polished yet, yeah. but had a, had a lot of natural athletic ability that were long to work with, and they end up being good players for us. Have you seen Austin Booker yet? I've, I've watched his games just on, I haven't yeah. watched his tape. I watched, you know, I watch every college game on there is. But so where does he go? I think he got an opportunity to go early in the third round. And he will move up if he has a really good combine this and week. And he went in the second round in a two-round mock draft. Yes. I think uh, last week. And how many times – is he better than D.J. Wanham coming out? Both of them play hard, which first thing I watch. I like watching them with the effort and energy they play. I think D.J. was a little bit more polished right now, but I think he had – he has a little more upside. And DJ Wanna, by the way, is about to get a little paid in, uh, in free paid. agency. And he yeah. was a fourth rounder? Fourth rounder. Yeah, we right. took him in pick. the fourth round. That was one of his good picks. Yeah. He, had, he, had, he had many of them. I'll <laughs> give him credit for that. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> All right, I'm going with uh, Javon Solomon, who was also at the Senior Bowl, played at Troy, 6'2", 250, and he is twitched up explosive. He had, let's see, 16 sacks last year. Uh, I wish he had had a better Senior Bowl practice week. When I back, went back and watched, he did flash at times, but I think he's going to run well here. And again, how important is this guy running a 4-4-9-40, whatever? Uh, Tommy Adebowari ran a 4-4-9 last year. I think he ended up being a day three guy. We went back and forth on him. But I think he's a guy that a lot of people don't know about, and that may change once they see him run here and see what he looks like with his shirt off. By the way, kind of like you don't have horse racing, have you, like the the 1 and the 1A. I, uh, my other one would be the quarterback from Tulane, Michael Pratt. I think Michael Pratt's going to find his way onto – the right team and the right system and be a starting quarterback and be a good starting quarterback in the NFL. I think it's got to be like a, a 49ers type offense. I think that would be perfect for him. I'm laughing because doesn't that fit any quarterback except for Trey Lance it turns out? No, well, no, I, I just think, I, I think there's a little more to him than he's getting credit for. His arm strength is better than people give him credit for. I think Pratt, having watched him from a year ago and then watched him again this year, I think Pratt's gonna end up being a, a good third round pick for somebody. He's moving up at my books just because he's gonna throw it to Combine. Okay. That's moronic. <laughs> and he's not even crazy about Michael Pratt. He's just pushing back. He likes Michael Pratt now, though. I, I, I you liked him, him at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I liked him a little bit better than I, what I, senior bowl. That I liked on tape. I didn't yeah. like him on tape as because much. Because you have to see these guys in person, Pete. That's yeah. the point of the conversation. You watch the tape. You can see the tape. <laughs> you just got to know what you're looking for. Oh, okay. That's a problem. That's where I mess up. <laughs> Mac Jones screwed me yet again. All right. Uh, which Senior Bowl standout will carry over their performance and keep rising up draft boards? Uh, Rick, you and I were at the Senior Bowl. Pete chose not to go because he didn't need to. He could sit at home and watch the tape. Pete, your guy, uh, this guy, actually, Rick and I both like, Darius Robinson, the edge rusher, but he can move inside, too, if you want, out of Missouri. I watched some of his tape this week. He's He's got some stuff to him, and he's a big physical kid. That's the amazing thing about him. He's a, you know, you don't have a lot of guys that big rushing the passer. He's a big physical presence. I, I He's going to be a first-rounder. I mean, he's not a... He's not a second-day guy. He, he, he's no, a first-rounder. Right. Yep. Yeah, I think he was a second-day guy when you watch the tape of Missouri and then what he did down at the Senior Bowl, especially showing ability to rush the passer in line, gives him a lot of flexibility to move him up and down the line at the next level. He'll make an instant impact as an in-line pass rusher. Do you have a Rolodex comp for him? I don't know. He feels like a tweener, and I don't know if there are a bunch of tweeners I, that – you have one? Yeah, I kind of uh, compared him a little bit to Trey Hendrickson. Oh, what do you think of that? 
big, physical, tough guy. That's a good. That's a good cop. I tell you he, what, Rick must. I mean, uh, he must be on medication because he, he said he too rushed, many things he about He rushes you. more from the inside than Trey Hendrickson does, though. Yeah, but I'm just talking about that motor and that yeah. style. Yeah, of he rusher. plays hard, tough. He's yeah. a good player. All right. I mean, I'm glad that you guys are nice to one another. How about when you guys be nice to me? Okay. When I say something. Okay. First up, you probably love this guy. If I had to guess, I don't know anyone who doesn't love Rick's guy. Uh, in terms of guys that are going to carry over the Senior Bowl performances here, Jackson Powers Johnson, the interior guy. He didn't Oregon. play. He got hurt in the Senior Bowl. He practiced. If you would have known, he practiced he, two he days and then he went home. Practice. He practiced two days and went home. Dewan <laughs> Jones practiced one day last year, and if he had gotten right. weight, he'd have been a third. No, I, I love the kid. By the way, I love, that's a good pick. Yeah, no, he I think can play center or guard. I think he's a day one starter. The thing that impressed me the most, he's still a young kid, um, but he's one of the centers. And I know you said I take small centers, but I think he's going to be able to match up against some of these big nose tackles just with his natural power and his lower body explosion. Also, for a young kid, just how polished he was in pass protection down there. Now, everybody has a few things that they can always work on, but I think this kid, and I was a big uh, Mike, John Michael Schmidt you were yeah. uh, in yeah. Tipman last year from Wisconsin. Yeah, I was. I think this. <laughs> yeah, well, you were wrong again. But this kid's going to come. Well, he had in a bad year, and he will be, I think, solidified himself not only as a first rounder, but maybe the first interior offensive lineman I was off the say, board. So Steelers just got rid of Mason Cole. They cut ties with him. Their center. If Jackson Powers Johnson's there, twenty P, you taking him? I would consider him. I, would, I, I wouldn't even consider I, It's like I'm running my card up there. Okay. And I'll tell you another team that you should consider him, 17. Who's that? Jacksonville. They need a center. Okay. They need. They drafted the kid a couple Luke years Fortner, ago. Luke Fortner, he's been terrible. And uh, so they need a we center. We always talk positively on this show. No, I give, you, get the, you get no filter here. <laughs> I, I like that. That's a good one. I, I, I think he's going to be a big-time player. By the way, Brandon Thorne, who does a lot of offensive line he's stuff, great. he's really good at what he does, I, I and I enjoy his little – takeaways when he watches with the offensive lineman i watched the one he was with him that kid's got some nasty to yeah, him yeah he does i like it i like the pick and he's only 20 right yes yeah so i mean he's only gonna get better all right my pick rick earmuffs for you spencer rattler <laughs> he was the best quarterback in the senior bowl <laughs> he was the best quarterback you in know the senior every bowl. year in the draft there's but, a guy <laughs> that ryan somehow <laughs> can't cut away from you just can't get away from him look i'm with you on where you think spencer rattler should go bottom you, of the third early day early fourth. a little later than that maybe yeah. fourth fourth, fourth fifth. fifth but aiden o'connell went in the fourth round he's not as good as aiden o'connell aiden o'connell made better decisions yes. in pressure situations during right. the game yeah go ahead but go. i think you're right about the fourth or fifth round I, I think you're a little hard on spencer rattler i don't think I don't think he's as bad as you He liked him at the end of the Senior Bowl. He, he doesn't like to talk about that. Yeah, you? okay. But then this is Pete saying, well, these guys shouldn't be, like, participating at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, that's Spencer not what I said. Spencer Rattler and Pratt like actually Spencer Rattler and Pratt helped themselves to while they were down there at the they're Senior Bowl. They're not top draft you're, picks. You're talking out of both sides of no, your mouth No, they're not again. top draft picks. They need to participate. All right. But they I think the other thing, and Rick, you can talk to this, it sounds like, from what I've heard, and I haven't talked to a lot of people about it, but he's matured too, which is important given where he was coming out of high school and he was considered sort of a jerk and then how things ended in Oklahoma and he's understood that he has to be more humble. Does that weigh at all? Yeah, no, everybody's going to mature. I, unfortunately, well, I haven't matured. I was going to say, neither have I. Yeah, yeah, on YouTube. So, <laughs> that's not going to happen. But I would say when a good is good, it's really good. But when a bad is bad, it's really bad. There's no in-between He can him. throw the football. There's yeah, no question, there's no about, question that. about the natural physical right. gifts. He can throw the football. All right, before we go to break, I'll ask you, uh, you have the 
middle pick in the fourth round, you take Ain. Um, who's the guy from Tulane? Michael Pratt, or are you taking Spencer Rattler? Pratt. Pratt. Bo, say Bo Nix happens to be there. I don't think he will be. Bo Nix, <laughs> Spencer Rattler. I don't love Bo game. Okay, I'm yeah. just asking. I'll be honest with you. I don't you you love guys are taking Pratt over I would take Pratt both over those I would take Pratt over okay. Bo Nix. But, you know, Bo I'm Nix usually on the Pratt. island when it comes to the quarterbacks. Yeah. I like Pratt, too, but I think fourth round, late like third. We were all – I was on the island last year alone by myself, and you two were like – well, well, when you say Will Levis should be the number one overall pick, you're oh, going to be Oh, I asked him that well, earlier. Tell him, tell him, Pete. What? In and this draft class, where's Will Levis for you? Where is he? Yeah, where are you ranking him? Right, right near the top. Say it, Pete. <laughs> right near the top. I don't, I'm not backing away from that. Number uh, one? Yes. All right. Okay, you're going to take Will Levis over. Now, now you're you know being what? insane. Will, Will Levis, Levis over Caleb Will Williams Le- or Drake Will Levis Mayer and Jay Will his mom after a football game. <laughs> All right, well, Debo's going to cut this, and you can deal with the Twitter I don't care. All right. Well, that's good. I don't like that. I, I, I'll be honest. I'll say it right now. I don't like. I, what's the, the reason kid the kid has was cr- emotion? It means something. To Why him. was he crying after a game that was didn't upset. mean anything? Be- it wasn't his last game. It wasn't. It was a loss. Because he puts everything in during the week into that game and into that performance. That's ridiculous. Shouldn't be crying after a football game. There is crying in football, Pete. All right. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Pete's gonna tell us who his favorite wide receiver three is, and I will tell you whether it's a crazy idea or not. All right, we're back. Uh, grumpy old men here. I'm not sure if you which one is. Uh, who were the two grumpy old men? Uh, Walter, Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau and, and the, the other one. The who both. was the other one? I don't know. Uh, all right. George Burns. No. George Burns, <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Who establishes themselves as wide receiver three? And Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors, you can put them in any order. I think we both, all of us have them. Malik, uh, Marvin, number one. Petey? You think Malik Neighbors is your number one? He is my number okay. one. Okay. I mean, are you going to push back a lot on that? I'm, I, I get it. I, I, he's got a little more wiggle for me. That, I like a little more wiggle. The only thing I would push back is because he's going to compete. And he competed. Oh, no, okay. Uh, but, but you don't, You have to admit, he has a little more wiggle than Marvin Yeah, he Harrison. does. But you don't believe how – you haven't seen him, how big Marvin Harrison Jr. is. He is a physical specimen. We were like the CJ Star Pro Day. You weren't there. And yeah. he what was, are you talking about how big? He is a man. Okay, how big? He's going to be 6'3", 6'4". He's going to be about 215 pounds. He's A.J. Green. Yeah, he's a more smooth, He's a smoother athlete than A.J. Green. He's A.J. Green. But, uh, no, but I think neighbors – I think it's close, okay? That's fine. There and are I some say things that, that bother me about uh, Marvin Harris's game. I, I, it just – but neighbors has more wiggle. I like the wiggle. But the other thing is that he got Justin Jefferson as the number five wide receiver in that draft class, which is also he loved Jalen Rager too. So he got lucky. <laughs> Don't put words. Uh, all right. So, so both you and Rick agree on on the, the, the first, first two. two Whatever way you put them, they're the first two. But neither yeah. one of you. I have Roma Dunze. I'll, I'll I'll go first. I, I love Roma Dunze's game. Pete, we talked about it. You're exactly right. He got a lot better from 2021 to 2022. Credit to him. Um, and he made all sorts of catches, and I don't know why you guys would ding Michael Penix Jr. for that, but whatever, that's a conversation for another time. I think he's a special talent. Would you take Roma Dunze top 15? Yes. Okay, all right. And would you take Roma Dunze that high? I, I like I like another guy. Okay, well, four guys can go in the, in the first 15. That's a lot for wide receivers. Yeah, there, but you, there, that's too many for that position. It could be. You and Rick both like uh, Brian Thomas Jr. out of LSU, who is, let me ask you this, you like the wiggle Malik, Malik Neighbors? Can Brian Thomas Jr. do anything other than go routes? Well, it wasn't asked to do a lot, but he can do it. Okay. I, I think once he gets with a good, like if he got with Keenan McCardell in Minnesota as a route route runner and teach him the routes, I think he'd be fine because he's got the ability to do it. You see him he's do special. it. I think there are times when he just gets a little lax. 
don't you think? I, I think the thing about him is that he needs route refinement. But right. when you see him with the ball in his hands after the catch, you see that he's not stiff through his lower right. body. Right. I mean, he can bend. He can make a move in space. He's just so fluid and it makes everything on tape Big. So easy, and he's big. And look what he done in the red zone this year. Yeah, he's. I mean, what do you have? Just, Seventeen he, yards to catch. Isn't that it's what it crazy what this kid has done, and everybody, you know, talk about neighbors, which is deserving. But you know, it was. It reminded me a little bit when Jefferson and Chase were together right. in LSU. Right. Two great receivers, and both of them end up being pretty good pros. With a quarterback who transferred in and wasn't as good, and you know didn't play like he did when he got to LSU. It's the same type of situation. Right. And, and by the way, to fast forward to next year, number two, keep an eye on him. He's the other wide receiver that's on that LSU team. He transferred in last year, and he has talent too. So for draft for next year, but uh, um, Thomas is number three for me. I, I like Ghost guys. I've learned that especially after the Justin Jefferson draft, it, you don't know. You don't no. know how it's going to work out, and. I don't even remember who was the first wide receiver taken in that draft, the Justin Jefferson draft. Well, Chase was in that. No, no, it was, no, was C.D. Uh, Lamb. C.D. was early. C.D. Lamb. Okay, he's a great wide receiver as well. I think one went before uh, C.D. The kid that went to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, oh, well, uh, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. He was the first one because he was the, he was the fastest. Um, and then Rager. And Rager went to Debo's Eagles. And then Brandon Ayuk went after yeah. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So, And it turns out that Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk, C.D.'s up there too. But those are the three best wide receivers yeah. in that class. You don't, you don't know. Yeah, wide receiver is a hard position to evaluate because you got to learn how to run routes, and you're not. And can you run without thinking? That's the toughest part. You know, these guys in college, they know where they're going because they don't see a lot of coverages. You get in the NFL, you got to re- play to the coverage. And when you're playing to the coverage, are you playing fast without thinking? It's such hey, a hard thing to do. I think you mentioned this last year on the podcast. Was there something that the hydrators, Pete, the analytics department figured out in terms of the? The demeanor of the wide receivers that work best? Yeah. The receivers that have the highest grade in social maturity uh-huh. are the ones that have the best success rate in the NFL. Do you buy that, when Pete? Well, it means they can react and, and see things. So, okay, yeah. well, I know you're sort of iffy no, on that no, stuff. No, no. There's certain things you can, you can read through a guy. If, because you know this. In the NFL, if a guy's thinking and not playing fast because he's not reacting yeah. to the coverage... You're going to see that. It's going to show up. And all his speed is going to be lost. But if he knows what he's doing and understands he can play fast through all that, you're going to see the same guy. So that's the toughest transition. Every receiver, if you ask him, every receiver you ever talk to, the toughest transition is reading the coverages on the run and understanding where to go. Yeah. And having a quarterback think of the ball like Mac Jones. Like Kellen right. Mond. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're off. Get off. Get off the set. All right, lastly, before we get out of here, <laughs> this would have worked perfectly for that, like getting you out of here. Who runs the fastest, Pete? We'll start with you. Uh, the big thing is the 40 times. Rick, I'll ask you again before I get to Pete's answer. Does the 40 times matter or not? I think it does for certain positions, but with the analytics, it's being able to break down the 40 times. So for corners, the flying 20, which is from the 20 to 40, is more important than the actual 40 time. You know, we talked about the offensive linemen, the first 10 yards are most important time. You know, we found out in defensive end and pass rushers, the first 20 was the most important rather than a total 40. Mm. So analytics has been able to take that 40-yard time and break it down to what part of that 40-yard time is most important by position specific. Well, we know what's not the most important. If they had you time in the 10, we know that wasn't very important. <laughs> so let, let me ask you this, because we saw a clip uh, one of the guys that he was really down on, he did not like to 
give way on. Kobe Turner was one of them, but Puka Nakua. We called him Puka Spielman by the end of the end of the. You should have seen him on Sundays. That he would never admit that the guy was a darn good receiver. He's a good player. He's a good. I'm just saying. Every week he'd catch like eight for 120, eight for 130, and, and he'd sit there and go, "Well, he's just you know, wait till they figure him out." This is like <laughs> at week five. It was wait till they figure him out. They never figured him out. Week did 18. They? But I wanted to say that there was a clip on Twitter after he got all the accolades he got after the season where you see less need in Sean McVay on draft day when they're going to take him in the fifth round talking about his his time Toughness. speed play speed right is that stuff that you looked at yeah because you looked at the time speed which I don't know if he timed but if he timed he didn't it time wasn't fast four five five I think but the one point that we talked about during our podcast during the year is when he ran that post route yeah and yep. ran by against the, the Browns two, against the Browns yep. and ran by the safety that's a difference between play speed and time speed all right all that said what do you want to say well when, when, you know again we go back to Jerry Rice time speed wasn't great play speed was unreal I mean nobody caught Jerry Rice as soon as he caught the slant you knew he was gone Larry Fitzgerald didn't time well I don't think but he never played I mean he was good receiver but he didn't that play touchdown like touchdown in the Super Bowl but he didn't play like he, he didn't play like Jerry Rice Jerry Rice no, put that's fair, fear, but he fear didn't, in you he didn't play 4-6 <laughs> no bless me. we're doing a podcast Rick <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Um, all right. Let me My ask. allergies to Pete are starting to kick yeah, in, so we got to wrap this up here pretty quick. Up. All right, Pete, who runs the fastest this week? What do you got for me over there? You got Tyler my defensive Owens, back. Texas Tech. Yeah, you got my storm. defensive back from Texas Tech. Look, he's not a, a top prospect, but he's a former track guy. 10-2-9 in the 100. Yeah. I mean, school. so okay. I'll put my money on oh, him. Boy, here we no. go. Just because they run a 10 2 9 and 100 doesn't mean they're going to run a fast 40. Some of those fast times in 100, it takes some build up speed. I know, I know. So but he's, gonna, he's also run some 60s too. Okay. And was a 60 meter champ, somebody I saw too. So, right, he probably is a day three guy when you watch him. Right. But it doesn't mean he won't run fast. He, he runs, he plays fast. He's just not a great player. No. And, and we're doing bold predictions. Are you doing bold predictions with us too? No. All right, we'll just make that one of your bold predictions. We'll see if you come true. What do you got? Uh, all right, I'll go. I have Anthony Gold, who I talked about on the podcast sure. last week. Look at that. He makes faces. Every but, time you say something, he makes rolls his eyes at it. Every a, time. It doesn't podcast. matter who it is. I figured this out early. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's not a mystery. <laughs> so he's a smaller receiver. That's one of the reasons he doesn't like him out of Oregon State. Has returnability. And Ricky does have some juice. You'll agree with that. I do agree. He is fast. He's concerned that his catch radius is T-Rex catch radius, and that's fair. But but you got to remember, any receiver who's not 6'2", he doesn't he's like. He's not 6'2". He doesn't like He's him. a tough player. And let's be honest, DJ Uyunglele wasn't exactly throwing darts every single time he dropped back. So this guy had to make some tough catches. Rick is looking at me like he does not want to hear another word. But he could be a good Saturday pick. That's not that. But he might – will he have a chance to break the 40 uh, – be the 40 champ? Uh, no. Okay, your guy's going to be. Who's yes. your guy? Who is your guy? Who is my guy? Jalen Wright. <laughs> running, running back out of Tennessee. He was a good player. Yeah. He's actually a good player. He might, he might end up being a second-round pick. Yeah. I think, you think so? I think you that think so? he's going to perform very well at the Combine. He's got a little juice. I think you'll have an opportunity to see him catch the ball. But I think this guy, when you see him break stride in the open field, that this guy can go. And for a bigger guy, not the little – you know, small guys that you want to make the fastest guys in America right. at the Combine. I'm going to go with a bigger guy that I think is going to run just as well or not better than those two guys you came up with. But he's a better football player than those two oh, guys. Oh, yeah. This yeah. guy's, a, yeah. This guy's going to make yeah. an impact. Yeah, he's going to be a good player. You guys are just trying to pick, right. go back and look at who, uh, who was a track athlete in high school. Right. I'm trying to look at a football player oh, that's, that's not the question. going to be fast. That's not, that's not the, question. the question. That's not the question. Well, Debo didn't, well, again, put the – 
direction. He goes over there, mind his own clear, business, and he just catches what phrase. it was. If you want to just do track athletes, Devo, then just say that in the. That's not uh, what he said. He had, the question was, who's going to run the fastest forty? This guy's going to run the fastest forty. Okay. One of the fastest forty. Not, not one of the fastest forty. Okay, you're amending it. The fastest forty over two hundred pounds. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Asterisk. All right. Uh, do you have a? Do you think he has a chance to be running back one? Have you looked at the running backs yet? I haven't looked at them all, but I do think he has a chance. He I, I like Benson. the kid from Florida State. Yeah, can Trey, Trey Benson be despite the injury history? Yeah, I do. I think that it's incredible with the type of the injury that kid had and the way he played this year. I think he's going to be another guy that really surprises you with his speed. With the running back position, Brooks had a chance to be one if he hadn't but got hurt. But ACL, though. I know. That's what I mean. So yeah. he can't be. Benson no, has I'm saying it's not a big deal, the ACL, because you can come back from that now. Yeah, yeah but no, still, it's, you it's wouldn't draft him. Running back and an ACL. Okay. All right. It's a concern. And then Benson has a chance. I love the kid at Tennessee. And I want to see what the big kid at Wisconsin Freeland runs. Allen. I was going to oh, ask you about Oh, everybody's, him. yeah. See what he runs.